The, 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 the host here is Jeremy Hobson. The Eurozone crisis was the catalyst for a Chinese company, namely Costco, taking over the port of Piraeus. After granting Greece multiple bailouts, the EU insisted that Greece sell off some of its state assets, such as the port of Piraeus. This is the Hobcast. This is the Hobcast. I'm Jeremy Hobson. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome back. If you've been here before, we are at episode 10. Can't believe we've done 10 episodes already, but here we are. And one of the things I said in episode one, right at the very beginning, was that I wanted on this podcast to hear from people of all walks of life, not just the people who get to comment on the news in the rest of the media, not just big name politicians and journalists, but anybody who does any kind of thing in life. And we're going to do that right now in episode 10. I was just in Greece uh, for my brother's wedding, and I thought, why not get a Greek view of some of the big stories going on in the world? Think about this. Greece, the oldest democracy in the world, a country that is part of the European Union, that almost left the European Union, but didn't leave the European Union, that is right next to Turkey and key players in the Middle East, not far away a close ally of the United States, but also a country that has gotten some serious investment recently from China. So to talk about those issues, I sat down with Dimitri Diakopoulos, who is a business lawyer in Athens, lifelong Greek, full disclosure, is my husband's cousin's husband. Um, But Dimitri sat down with me and I asked him first how things are going in Greece when it comes to COVID-19 situation is much better now because a majority of the population has been vaccinated and therefore a certain wall of immunity has been created in society. And this is true all over the world or all over the Western world. And therefore the virus doesn't travel as fast and as quickly and as much as it used to travel during the first wave of the pandemic. So the situation is improving. I have to say that as I've been walking around Athens this trip, and I have not been here since the pandemic, it feels almost normal in terms of the amount of tourists that are here, the amount of people that are out on the streets, maybe even more so than before. The restaurants seem to be thriving. The only way you would even know there's a pandemic is because of masks in certain places. Does it feel economically right now like Greece is in a much better position than it has been for many years since the financial crisis of 2008? Indeed, you're right in both, uh, both your remarks. After a long period of crisis, which was un- unprecedented in the history of, uh, of our nation, uh, we had a recession for 10 years running. Uh, Greece's economy was about to rebound, and uh, with the installation, of, with, the, uh, with the swearing in of a new government, which is pro-business and pro-freedom, um, uh, the economy has started to boom. And things would have been much, much better if we didn't have the pandemic. Uh, the pandemic did. Uh, slow down a little bit the, um, uh, the improvement of the economy, uh, but uh, since the, uh, the beginning of the summer, uh, the, the economy has started to boom again, and uh, the, the economy is growing by a spectacular uh, rate, spectacular for, for Western standards, uh, approximately 8 or 9 percent. Also, it helps that the, the weather is uh, very good in Greece and um, people are sitting outside and, uh, and with open windows 
and therefore, you know, uh, it's easier for them to not to wear masks and not to feel the effects of, of COVID. Right. I, I, I spent the winter in Florida, which is a state that has had no COVID restrictions at all, but got lucky over the winter because the weather was good and all the windows could be open and the doors could be open. And so therefore the cases were not as bad. Now where it's a different story in Florida because it's very hot and people want to be inside with the air conditioning. And so the cases are much worse there than in most other places in the United States. How does it feel to have an economy that, as you say, is booming now after so many years of total economic trouble in this country? Well, it's a relief, to say the least. And, um, you know, it was a a depressing experience. Um, Every year being worse than the previous one. And um, uh, nobody of my generation or nobody nobody, uh, in Greece was used to... Everybody was were taking for granted that the economy would be uh, improving every year. The fact that we had a recession for 10 years has been unprecedented and nobody was psychologically uh, and financially prepared for that. In the crisis, Europe came to the rescue of Greece in a big way with a lot of money, a lot of loans coming in here, other European countries. What's the feeling towards the rest of Europe and the European Union in Greece now? First of all, the, um, uh, the Europeans came to the rescue of Greece not out of solidarity, but because their banks had been exposed to, uh, to the Greek debt to a certain extent. And also because uh, the collapse of Greece would have caused uh, problems to the Eurozone. The majority of Greeks are pro-European Union. There is a, a large minority, especially on the left or on the hard right, or on, on the uh, wild side of of the right wing that are opposed to the European Union for reasons similar to their opposition to COVID vaccination. While we're talking about big powers uh, in the world, let me ask you this, because in the United States, a lot of the talk recently has been about the balance of power between the US and China. How do you, as a person in Greece, and by the way, somebody who's been involved in deals involving the Chinese, getting investing in Greece. How do you view the powers of the U.S. and China, and is it changing at all? Or which one feels to you to be more powerful right now? Jeremy, I was born in 1960, uh, in the uh, midst of, uh, of the Cold War. And uh, for much of my adult life, or when I was a kid, America was protecting us from communism and from the risk of becoming uh, a satellite of the Soviet Union. So uh, sentiment- sentimentally and politically, I feel close to the United States. Uh, therefore, my answer would be influenced by my personal views of the United States uh, and also by the fact that uh, China is a one-party state. Uh, it appears to be a capitalist economy, but it's uh, controlled by the state. And um, China does not adhere to, uh, to the basic principles that are fundamental to, our West, to the Western civilization. Uh, therefore, I'm pro-US and not very favorable to China. Let's, let me put it this way. Now, because China is actually a, a dictatorship, because it's 
centrally controlled by the government. China has advantages in the um, operation of its foreign policy that do not exist in the Western world. There is no opposition, nobody is questioning uh, the decisions of the government, nobody is questioning uh, the policies of the government, which is not true in, in, in our part of the world where every decision is being second-guessed every second by uh, the, the entirety of the population. Same in our country too. <laughs> Same in the, the, in the Western world, I would say. Now, I don't believe that the, uh, the China is benign in, in its, its, its ambitions. It has the ambition to, be, to become again uh, a global superpower as, as it used to be uh, in previous centuries. And um, since the Chinese system uh, does not respect the, the fundamental values of our civilization, I would be worried uh, if I thought that the, the Chinese are going to become a global superpower uh, stronger than the United States. Let's put it this way. China has obviously been investing all over Europe, but also in Greece, right, in the, in the port of Piraeus. Chinese President Xi Jinping has arrived in Greece for an official state visit, which could see Beijing's controversial Belt and Road Initiative take further steps into Europe. The strategy has divided Europe in recent years, but with an economy ravaged by the financial crisis, Athens has jumped at the opportunity for much-needed investment, whilst other European states have aired warnings about allowing a rival power to take stakes in such vital infrastructure. Well, this is a positive thing. This is, uh, uh, we are welcoming any kind of investment. And uh, China was smart enough to invest in Greece in the, in the port of Piraeus at the time when nobody else w uh, would, uh, would come and invest in Greece. It worked for the benefit of both parties. The port of Piraeus now is booming as a, as a hub for commercial activities. And at the same time, it, it creates profits for the Chinese investors. So it's a win-win situation and we welcome the Chinese investment, that kind of investment, as do every, every other, in every other country of the, of the world. What about Russia? Because, you know, when we landed at, at Athens airport, the plane in front of us was a huge Aeroflot plane that was coming in, uh, presumably filled with Russian tourists who are coming in to, to explore Greece and, and all of its beauty. Um, but I noticed that even though we as Americans did not have to take a COVID test to come into Greece, the Russians who want to visit Greece have to get a test before they come and after they arrive, which is just kind of interesting to me. What's the relationship between Greece and Russia right now? Well, there are two different things that we, uh, we have to discuss here. First, why the Russians are taking the COVID test. Because I think the health authorities in Greece believe that the situation with the pandemic in Russia is much worse than the situation in the United States. So the, uh, Which is interesting because it's pretty bad in the United States right now. Well, I'm not a specialist in the field and uh, I cannot give you an answer about that. Uh, presumably, the health authorities of Greece consider the Russian situation to be worse than the one in the United States. Plus, there is a second thing, there is a large number of Americans of Greek descent. We tend to, 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 to see them as... Uh, part of the family. Part of the family, and therefore we don't want to shut them out of the country, which is not true in, the, uh, in Russia. Now. Uh, regarding the feelings of Greeks, ordinary Greeks versus Russia, they are, I would say, uh, neutral. Uh, Ru Russia is not a big investor. 
the Russian economy is based on the exploitation of its mineral resources, and therefore they, they are not investing heavy, heavily in Europe or in Greece. And therefore, you will see many Russian tourists because their weather is so full and ours is very good, but very few businessmen. How, do you, how has your view of the United States changed from the Trump years to now the Biden administration? Does it, does it feel different? Yeah, indeed, it does feel very much different. I was really shocked when, to be honest, uh, when uh, President Trump came to power and uh, by, by his policy of uh, Fortress America and the policies of isolationism, um, America has been the leader of the Western world since the end of the uh, Second World War. And um, seeing it being close to itself and uh, becoming indifferent to what happens outside of its uh, borders uh, was not a pleasant sight, especially if you live in a country which, has, which is close to, to Russia and not far away from China. Plus, I, was, I never liked the populism uh, and what I, I perceive as, a, as an extremist populist views of, uh, of President Trump in, in any matter, either domestic policy or international policy. What do you think about Biden? I like him. He's much... I think he, having been a vice president, having served in, in the Senate for many years, uh, he has, a, first of all, a clear understanding of how the world economy works and how uh, politics around the world work. And he has a vision of what is the role of America, of the, of the United States, and what are the, the real challenges faced by, uh, by the United States, on, not only on economic level, but on political level, from the various powers in the world. He, he got a lot of criticism for the withdrawal from Afghanistan, even though that was something that most Americans supported in principle. What did you think about that? Uh, I think the criticism is unfair. First of all, he didn't take the decision to withdraw from Afghanistan. And uh, secondly, because I think that the decision to withdraw from Afghanistan was correct. How many, how many lives of American soldiers would you sacrifice to protect the Afghans from themselves? The fact that the uh, Afghan government collapsed as soon as the American forces uh, left the ground of Afghanistan means that, the, uh, to me, that the population in Afghanistan was supportive of the Taliban or of the extremists that took power. And therefore, for how long, how many lives would you sacrifice uh, to protect the Afghans from from their own choices, the uh, the results of their own choices as a society. Plus, I don't think that uh, Afghanistan has a, a military or a strategic value of any kind, and therefore there was no reason for any American or Western soldiers to remain there to protect the uh, the Afghan government from the Taliban. Here in Athens, we're much closer, obviously, to Afghanistan, um, just as the crow flies. Do you expect? a lot of refugees to be coming to Greece? Actually, they are not refugees. They are refugees when they cross the border of Afghanistan to Pakistan or to Iran or to any neighboring country. Uh, Greece is uh, 2,000 miles away from Pakistan, and to come here they have to cross at least the borders of 10 countries. Therefore, when they come to Greece, they are not refugees by any uh, stretch of the imagination. They are economic migrants. 
Greece is just coming out of a big recession. Already we have a large number of economic migrants that the economy cannot support. And uh, it's going to be difficult for us to accommodate the needs of another wave of uh, economic migrants coming uh, to, to Greece as a result of uh, political instability at home. Have the economic migrants who have come in recent years stayed in Greece, or have they mostly come through Greece and then gone on to Germany and other places in Europe? Well, I think their intention, they, the, the intention of uh, the vast majority of them would be, would be to move forward to other countries. But um, they got stuck in Greece because the, uh, our neighboring countries uh, close their borders, and therefore they cannot move either through uh, Albania or Bulgaria or uh, northern Macedonia. They cannot move forward to Europe, and they are, they are stuck here. And to them, it, uh, being in Greece, it's not an unpleasant situation given the fact that the, uh, the country has a very good, uh, good, good weather and uh, you know, their basic needs are being uh, addressed by the uh, health authorities and by the authorities, the instances that uh, deal with refugees and, uh, and immigrants. Other than the weather, which you've mentioned a couple of times, and I agree with you, it's wonderful weather here in Greece. What do you love about Greece? Life is, in, is sweet in Greece. The rhythm of life, the pace of life, is it's a bit slower than uh, the pace of life in Central and Northern Europe, and certainly a bit slower than uh, what you have in the United States. People are friendly to, uh, to one another. The economy right now is started to, to, to improve considerably. Uh, the cost of life is substantially lower than the cost of life in Central and Northern Europe. And therefore, with the same amount of money, if you are a tourist or if you are a, a person earning your income outside of Greece, uh, you get much more bang for your buck uh, in Greece. One of the reasons we attract more and more tourists every year, and the, the number of tourists coming to Greece is doubling every year, practically means that uh, they find it pleasant to be here. And I tend to agree with them. Uh, I love be, being a Greek person living in Greece. Do you plan to uh, visit the United States once, uh, once you're allowed back in, in a couple of months? Well, I would love to. Uh, as soon as there, there will be no requirement for me to wear a mask for, uh, for the transatlantic flight, uh, I would definitely, definitely do it. That is Dimitri Diakopoulos uh, here in Athens, a business lawyer. Dimitri, Efariso Parapoli, thank you so much. Uh, it's a pleasure. You're most welcome. You know, it's interesting, a lot of people uh, that I talked to on the trip to Greece, whether they be Greek people or British people or people from other countries in Europe, that was the number one thing. They didn't want to get on a plane and have to wear a mask the whole time. And I kept telling them, it's really not that bad, but there you go. That may be the reason that some people might not take a trip until COVID-19 is fully gone. By the way, you can hear the echoiness of that uh, conversation. That is because we were in a conference room at Dimitri's office in Athens. It really does make you appreciate the Hobcast Global Headquarters studio in Provincetown, Massachusetts, where it sounds so crisp and clean. And that is in no small part thanks to the help of Andrew Haig and John J. Richardson uh, for their production and engineering help. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening to episode 10 of the Hobcast. Uh, please rate it and please share it with your friends. I'm Jeremy Hobson. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Hobson. And I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>